You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. I hate how much you love acting crazy Tell everyone we're dating Then break up with me daily I hate how much you love acting crazy Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 of That's Awesome I'm Joe, Josh is here with me Hey Josh Hey, how's um, it going? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm you know, alive. Good. <laughs> so uh, Josh and I have been on a call together for almost two hours now interviewing a future guest. But today uh, we're going to be featuring Tyler Young from the band Makeout. Um, Tyler and I have known each other for whew, almost 10 years now when we were both not in bands that were really doing any substantial touring at the time because uh, we're from the same area. I followed his career. I'm so stoked to see where it has gone. And like, I, I it's interesting because I think you'll you'll hear in the interview, they're a band that has had a lot of speed bumps, but has continued to always. I I, I don't know how to necessarily say this because it's not necessarily that they've gotten bigger, or anything, but they've they've managed to keep the faith behind them from the people that matter, which is really important. And, and because of that, they have some re like really cool stories. And I think they have a huge future ahead of them. I'm, re I'm really excited uh, to see where it goes. Um, yeah. Interesting though. Right, Josh? It was like, yeah, if you hear the things that he's saying, like who they're working with and, and what they were doing even a few years ago, it's like, wow, how haven't, how isn't this band, like everywhere yeah you know yeah i mean even just like you know they their first like real full tour well i don't i don't think i think they only did six or seven dates but they were supporting blink 182 you know which is insane um so i i think it's a cool uh interview just for the fact that like this it's it's cool to hear a band that's that's doing all the work behind the scenes in prepping for the big thing you know, like it's it's mm -hmm. very much like this is what we've been doing to get us to where we need to be, where we feel comfortable, like being yeah. out there. So I think there's a lot of insight to be gained from this. And, and I even at one point, I think, said in the interview, like, dude, you've done like enough with this band where I'd be stoked to like have had those experiences, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I, I love just hearing about that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. That's coming. Um, I want to thank everyone again. We did get a few more donations in. If you would like to donate to the the podcast and its guests, uh, you can do so at thatsawesomepod at gmail.com. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, I think a lot of people right now, especially musicians, uh, many of who I, I have heard from personally about their concerns with this stuff, are making their well not even necessarily making their living but are able to get by right now because of unemployment which i don't think any of us want to be in that situation but uh it has been helping and right now unemployment is uh it, it potentially could get cut down pretty significantly in the next couple of weeks uh which has put a lot of my friends uh in a sticky situation because we can't really go and tour to make money uh, and it's not necessarily super easy to find any work right now also. So if you do, if you would like to donate to uh, the podcast and my guests, you can do so at that's awesome. I'm sorry, paypal.me slash that's awesome pod. Uh, so thank yeah. you for anyone that's donated so far. Um, 
we've been doing. And wear a mask so they can play shows again. Yeah, and please just wear a mask so I can come <laughs> play shows. You know, the first show I'm supposed to play when, uh, at least what's on my calendar right now, and there's no way it's going to happen, is in Florida. <laughs> so like oh, that's geez. not happening, and that was that was going to be our uh, our biggest tour that any of us in this band have ever done. So needless to say, it's it's a bummer. Uh, and more importantly than me not even being able to play shows is making sure that all of you are safe and keeping other people safe too. So wear a mask, be smart, so that you can come see me when I put on scary makeup and play bass. <laughs> anyway, um, Josh, anything new? I always Not feel much. like dumb asking that question now because I know nothing is yeah. new. Yeah. Well, not- I mean, I did. Uh, I started working again, which is kind of funny because I had the, I had a job for like nine months. I quit, and then now I I'm going back to that job after like six months. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Yeah. But is it? Yeah, is so it, were they shut down at all, or is it? Is it now like They were. Um, I quit because there were there were some awful people there um, and got another job. And so then I left that job and I'm going back because they fired the bad people. So (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sick. All right. Well, that's good. At least you got that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, let's not delay any longer. Um, I am. Oh, I will say I'm really excited about like the next month of interviews that we have coming up starting with this one i think uh we got some really interesting stories coming up and we're banking a lot of interviews right now too so um stay tuned share with your friends i think we were talking about and i'm gonna say it here so we're forced to do it josh we're talking about doing some sort of giveaway uh i have to figure out what to give away um but I want it to be something, you know, related to the podcast or maybe something that maybe, – maybe I can talk to some of the guests and see if they donate anything. I don't know. Maybe we can do that like a, yeah. like a package. And if you have ideas, like DM us or whatever. Yeah. Send a message to the Instagram. Josh will get it and we'll discuss. But, yeah, send us some ideas. Um, and, again, share with your friends. Subscribe, rate, review. Thank you for everyone that's done it. And we'll send it over to the interview. I wound up feeling broken and lying on the floor I wanted to feel Josh is like 10, so he doesn't know. Yeah, Bob by fucking Hansen. 10. Thank you. <laughs> Damn. Dude, I have um, I have like two cousins in Australia that are like 12 and 16, and they me feel so fucking old, dude. Yeah. I, dude, it's so weird, like, because I, I, we're both like in the music scene, right? So yeah. I'm supposed to have my pulse on like the stuff that's popular and like – I don't know, like the trendy shit, right? And I am like constantly, constantly surprised by all of that shit. Like everyone makes me, dude, people in my own band that are older than me make me feel old, you know? Yeah. Because I'm just so bad at at like keeping track of it. Um, Right, you'd think think because we're involved in it all the time that we'd be like, oh yeah, just bands like up and coming and shit and like all of it just like over my head. Yeah, completely. (laughs) Um, Then all of a sudden these bands get signed and I'm like, Oh, I think I've seen that name once before. Right, <laughs> like, and now they're on Hopeless. Every <laughs> time there's like a new signing and people are pumped on it, I'm like, I, I just am always behind the ball. I, I'm going to make a like real effort to, lie, to, to to follow that stuff because I probably should just because I feel. that's what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, so I probably <laughs> should do that. Um, 
But also, hey, dude. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> uh, not much, man. How are you? Good. Uh, just let me know I'm outside. You're this fine. Is the best place I can get away from the dogs. It's so. fine. Yeah, you're good. Um, and I'll try not to keep you too long because I know it's hot out. Um, nah, it's all good. I'm in the shade right now. Okay, good. Um, so look, let's start. Um, first off, thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me. Of course. I appreciate um, it. I, I'm glad that we get to do this now because you guys just released a single. So I want to make sure that you, you can promote that and stuff. But let's let's start, um, if you're cool with it, starting kind of back at the beginning. Because we go back yeah. a long time. I, I don't know yep. when we actually met. I want to say it was probably like 2011, uh, 2010. Who knows? Fuck. Uh, I joined Trophy Wives in, I don't even fucking know, 2013. Okay, so it was probably 20. No, you because I knew you before, I think, just because you were friends with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we probably met even before then, but I mean, we played a bunch of shows together and right. then you guys took us out. Right. So that was trophy wives. Um, was that your first band? No, I used to play, um, I played in some heavy bands like back in the day. Funny enough, I played with like ice nine kills when we were playing like the QCC or the oh, really? QBCC in, in Worcester. Do you remember that place? Yeah. Yeah. Like upstairs, it was just a big echoey hall and no band has yeah. ever sounded good in there. Yep. yep. I remember actually seeing like way back playing local shows with like four years strong at the yeah. QVCC and not getting it. Like I had never heard them and I was like, I don't understand why everyone's all into this band. And then I saw them maybe actually, no, we played with them a couple years later at a real venue where it wasn't just washed out and echoey and horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this band is fucking tight. Like, so so tight and their 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 guitars are like machines they're just so yeah, fucking dude. tight um, and they sing too at the same time i know well. it's nuts it's like two claudio sanchez's but yeah here you know um yeah and then fucking i remember uh so my first band in like high school was called something for nothing and that's the band we would have played with i sign kills and shit with and then we played some show in like 2007 with it was like a halloween show in revere at like a ymca and motionless and white played oh and really? everyone was yeah and everyone was just like i don't think these guys are dressed up for halloween <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh, yeah i actually remember um it's funny because now i feel like we're just going to talk a lot about the new england scene which i'm totally fine with i remember <laughs> when i was doing sound at rocco's in new hampshire oh yeah um they toured through Motionless and White, and this was probably, probably like '08, okay, maybe yeah. maybe '07, and I think it did 13 tickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I remember like, I remember that show specifically because they were so nice and like so stoked to just yeah. be playing a show in New Hampshire that I was like, wow, these guys get it. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. But anyway, um, so we go back, back when you were in Trophy Wives, I was in Venetia Fair. And I think it was, we played so many shows together because we yeah, always made an effort to play with you guys as much as possible because um, we loved you guys. And then. Yeah. And you hooked us up with Donovan. Yes, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we had Donnie as our booking agent for a little bit. Right, right. And then that was. You guys did some touring with, I think you guys, uh, Lions, 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 Lions. Yeah. right. Um, and then, so this is the, the part where I kind of fall off a little bit because we were close. Our bands were together. We, you played our second to last show ever in Rhode Island, Yep. which was a blast. And then I stopped paying attention because I wasn't in a band. And yeah. next thing I know, Makeout is opening for Blink-182. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you got to fill me in on everything that happened in that space. Yeah. So um, I guess where we start with that is we, so you know how they do the Ernie Ball Battle of the Bands thing yeah. every year to play Warp Tour. So, um, so funny enough, 
trophy wives, you know, won the, the Massachusetts slot. Um, and that ended up being the old singer and the old guitarist's last show in trophy wives. So that's where I came on after. Um, cause I the think two I guys, watched you guys that day. Yeah. I wouldn't have played. I wasn't on stage. I was just hanging out. Got it. Um, but it was their last show. Cause what happened was, you know, the rest of the guys in trophy wives were ready to start touring for like real, um, and then the singer and the guitarist both had like, you know, the singer has a career in banking. The guitarist was in like grad school and stuff. So they couldn't commit to right. to touring all the time. So that's where Sam and I came in. Um, right. And that's kind of Trophy Wives 2.0, I guess. And that's kind of where our story starts. Um, and so they won the, the local slot. And then what a lot of people don't know is that when you win the local slot, you kind of get put into this pool to go to like a national uh, battle of the bands. So they pick four bands that won their local spots and fly them out to LA to play like the finals. Oh, and there's I totally like a grand prize. Are you posting about this? I remember. Yeah. This. Yeah. So we played, you know, we played some shows and then we found out that we were in the finals. Um, so they flew us out here to LA um, and we played the Fonda Theater and the Devil Wears Prada was the headliner, which was hilarious. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, it's just funny because like all the other bands were like, kind of poppy compared to us too like oh, you know, really? we, were the, we were doing the easy core thing so we were like the most aggressive band that right. was the, the finalist and then there was um, just a metal band closing and then there was a metal band closing yeah which is funny but uh so yeah uh we didn't end up winning the whole thing um there's this band from i think they're from washington uh called night argent one um but feldman was one of the judges uh, so that's how we met John. So, you know, Got they announced it. the winner and then John came over to us. He's like, Hey, you guys are the Rhode Island boys. Like, what are you guys doing all weekend? Uh, you want to come stop by the studio? And we were like, fuck yeah. Cause we were just hanging out in LA for the weekend. It was like all of the first time out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, John invited us over to his studio. What we year was that? Bunch. This would have been 2015. Got it. I think. Okay. You know what's funny about that is I think he did uh, – well, everything's kind of come full circle now, but I I want to say it was 2013 that he asked Venetia Fair to come by his studio too. Oh, no shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so we went by his studio, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> but we we never heard from them again or that a whole group of people. And then now I'm – in, currently going to his studio yeah, yeah. to record with. So it's a big full yeah, circle thing. But that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so we met John, and he was kind of just like, you know, send me some demos as you're working on them. Let's stay in touch. Um, and I think we probably sent him 30-something demos over the course of, like, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then finally he was just like, all right, let's do a record. Let's go. That's and then sick. probably, like, a month later we were out here in L.A. We were out here for a month doing uh, The Good Life. That would so, have been 2016. Right, right. So let's let's um let's slow down for a second, just because I don't know. I want to make sure people know who John Feldman is and why he's actually relevant to talk about. Um, so Feldman is currently uh, the singer of Goldfinger, and also just how I don't even know how many platinum albums he has Dude. that he's produced, yeah. but it's insane. Um, yeah, it's wild because when we walk into the studio for the first time, I'm just looking at the plaques on the wall, and it's just all these bands I grew up listening to. The right. news story of the year. Yeah, um, it's not. You know what was interesting is I was talking with someone yesterday about working with Feldman, in, and I didn't even realize like way back when he started producing and he was doing story the story of the year, the used all those bands. Right. He was also a writer, and he did like a large portion of writing on that um, that Good Charlotte album. Oh yeah, yep. I Good didn't Charlotte know that. Too. I had yeah. no idea. And then since then, what has it been like? He he does five seconds of summer. He has one OK Rock. So he has blink. like these. Yeah, Blink obviously. So he does. He has writing and production credit on so many massive, massive pieces of music. I think that five seconds of summer album went number one in over twenty countries or something. Yeah, something like that. There's, he's got a ton of plaques for them. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's nuts, and it's. Uh, it's very it, it's a it's a different experience working with him, but it's it's definitely very cool. Um, and that's when you so you guys released that album with him. That was with Rise. Yep. Right. Um, and I remember uh, that I, I think that music video you shot was everywhere for crazy. 
Yeah. It literally yeah, um, was just everywhere. Yeah, it worked out pretty cool. Um, so the reason we ended up, so our first shows ever as Makeout were with Blink, which is like the craziest So thing. wild. And was, um, that, was that all Feldman? Yeah, so Travis um, was involved with writing like crazy and a couple songs on the record, um, which is how we made that connection there. And then so, um, yeah, they ended up taking us out for like a week. Uh, we played some shows with them, and that was really cool. And then, so it was it was awesome, but sucked at the same time. We didn't have anything for people to find us after afterwards. Oh, so yeah. like we'd go on stage, and we didn't have any music out. We didn't have anything out. We had some shirts and stuff, and we were like, "Yeah, follow us on, you know, Instagram." Right. <laughs> but we don't have any music that you can listen to. Yeah, but what an experience, um, though, right? Like oh, that dude, must have been wild. Nuts. Um, yeah, I, there was one night in particular that stood out to me. It was Kansas City. Um, and because what usually happened was, you know, doors would open and an hour later we played. But Kansas City, uh, and most of the venues were outside as well. Um, yeah, but they're Kansas, all City sex, was, right? Kansas City was inside in an arena. Um, and we played an hour and a half after doors opened. So having that extra half hour just yeah. packed Huge. so many extra people in there. Uh, and that, that was just wild. Yeah. How was the responses? <laughs> It was awesome. I mean, still to this day, we see people commenting. They're like, yeah, you know, we saw you at your first show at Blink and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, some people managed to, to still hang on since then, which has been really cool. That's great. Uh, I didn't expect it at all. I was uh, so pumped for you guys when I saw that. Because yeah. I know you, you probably remember, but I had always not necessarily like making fun of your band, but poking fun <laughs> at your band, saying that you were that. Too smiley. So smiley. And the, and the happiest band I've ever seen. Like, no one looks like they're having more fun playing than you guys did, ever. And I, yeah. I still believe that, and I've referenced it, like, with other people. Too funny. Um, yeah, it's so good. Like, watching your band play is, is, even if you're not into the music, is just fun because you can tell how much you guys are having fun. And the music is just so fun, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what we go for, you know, it's just high energy. We're just, we are having a good time, so we want everybody else to have a good time. So that's kind of just what oh, we do. It works. It totally works. Um, so let's talk. So I know Sam left the band, Singer left yep. the band. How long ago was that? A, a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was like um, last January, so a year and a half. A year and a half. And that kind yeah. of, was that like a dead stop? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we, funny enough, we had, uh, so when we went to record with John, we ended up having like 20 songs at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So 12 of them came out on The Good Life. And we still had all these other tracks that were really strong that we really liked. So we were going to release an EP of six of them. Um, and we shot two music videos for them. We had So we had an EP ready to go, two music videos ready to go. And then Sam was like, I'm done. <laughs> wow. And that was just, he just didn't like touring, right? Yeah, he was just over it. Yeah, um, which I get. I get. Yeah, it totally. Gets, it's not for get everyone. Burned out. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people. Um, I mean, I know people do this. They they have this idea of what it's going to be like to get on the road and and go tour and drive around with your friends, and then they realize when you start doing it that you're broke and you're in a small space with six people that you thought you would get along with really well for three months. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and like there's yep. of course going to be in any situation when you're stuck with people for that short amount of time there's going to be tension sometimes but i mean it, i just think that lifestyle it, it is challenging it's not like you have to really want it you know yeah and and that was coming off of you know 2018 was our busiest year that we had ever done um because we went out for two months uh with this band icon for hire in the spring and we were on all of warp tour that year mm -hmm. and then we went out with cues what we aim for in the fall so we were gone for six months out of the year yeah. and that was the first year that we'd really done that much touring um and not only that i think i think sam's breaking point was warp tour um because we got a lot of flack for the song secrets that we put out um and it really hurt like it really hurt sam specifically um because you know it's like an acoustic track where it's just him so a lot of people put the blame on him for that oh, song oh i remember that song that was that uh, it's just the acoustic it, there's yeah. a music video for it oh yeah yep. yeah oh it was one of the wait, singles wait was this the catatonic youths one <laughs> yeah is that we can cut all this out too if you want <laughs> <laughs> no no it's cool um, i mean it's part of the, it's part of the history yeah um, yeah no i actually didn't hate that song 
Yeah, so it was funny. Like, it came out, and for two days, it was cool. Uh, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was, like, Catatonic Youth that posted it or, like, something happened where everything just, like, flipped. And, and people just, just turned on it. Oh, yeah. Um, and what really sucked is that we said no to releasing it, like, 800 times. Um, and oh, we are, that sucks. And our hand got forced. So you um, kind of knew that it was, yeah. like, cringy a little. Yes. I thought the melodies uh, in it were great, though. Like, it was catchy yeah. as fuck. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and some of our diehard fans to this day say that's their favorite song, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, but we knew it would be polarizing. Um, and we said no to putting it out, like, 800 times. And it still got put out as a single. And it just fucked everything up. Um, but, so I think going on Warp Tour and being so, like, in the scene where all the drama happened, I think really took its toll on Sam. Because, like, I mean, even our merch dude went and sat down with some guys at, I'm not going to name any names, but he went and sat down with, like, another band at lunch one day at Warp Tour. And they started talking, and he mentioned that he was doing merch for us, and they all got up and moved. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. So, you know, That's it was just... fucked up. Yeah. Um, so it was tough, you know? And so... And like I said, the video and the song was just Sam. So Sam got right. a lot of flack for it. Um, well, I was so going to say, even outside of that video, I can understand a singer being demoralized after Warp Tour. Like, Warp Tour, yeah. is, uh, it's a grind. It's hard. And, like, it's not, yeah. especially for vocalists, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was the, I don't think he was, like, exhausted from, from singing or anything like that. I think it was just, like, the mental. Like, we always knew we were... Well, that's what I mean. It's class. like mental exhaustion. Yeah. It's just yeah. the same yeah. thing every day. And, and 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 also just having to, like... I think it's... The reason I said singers particularly is I think mental stress does a lot for your voice, you know? And yeah. if, if you have to focus so much on, you know, keeping your instrument up to a standard, then in, in that environment, I think it just takes its toll. Yeah, and like that on top of what you're saying, yeah, 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 it's a lot. Um, so Sam decided it wasn't for him, and it kind of just plateaued for yeah. a bit, right? Yeah. So um, he told us while we were on the cutest what we aim for run in the fall, he's like, "Look, I don't want to do this anymore." Um, and we had um, like a short little ten day headliner run that we were doing in January 2019. Um, he's like, "Look, like." I'm over this. I'll do the headliner run, but after that, I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he was nice enough to, you know, we already had announced and booked the other headlining run. So it was nice of him to, you know, be considerate and yeah. the fact that, you know, he was going to do the last run and that was going to be it. Oh, that's so that was nice. We appreciated that. Sure. And that, um, that was a headliner, you said? Yeah. Got it was it. like nine or 10 days, something like that. Okay. Uh, it was just like the Northeast. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so... And we didn't have a, a full time. So we had a fill in basis for warts. We had a fill in basis for cute. Um, and then when we did the headlining run, we just did the three of us, Scott, uh, Sam and I, because uh, we didn't have a full time basis. So that so after Sam quit, it was just me and the drummer, me and Scott. Right. And we were like, shit, well, what do we do now? <laughs> In some ways that must have kind of I mean, obviously, I think it's it's scary and, and uncomfortable, but I think it in some ways that could be positive though, right. To, to kind of regroup and rebrand and with just two yeah. people, like yeah. it's just it, much easier to get on the same page. Yeah, exactly. It was nice. Cause it was kind of like, all right, well, this is in our hands. What do we want to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, funny enough, shortly after Sam quit, um, so our new bassist, AJ used to be in a band called sleep on it. Um, and so we hung out a bunch at Warp Tour, uh, and then I went and saw With Confidence um, right after Sam had quit. And they were like, hey, do you like what are you guys doing about a bassist and, and singer and all that? And I was like, actually, you know, a bassist hit me up. And so With Con had told AJ to reach out to me about joining. And so oh. AJ reached out to me. And yeah, it was just funny. That's so great. AJ just, kind of, AJ just kind of fell into our lap. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, we have a bassist now if we want it. Right. Um, so now we're just missing a singer. Yeah. Um, and you guys and did then, some kind of contest and stuff, right? Yeah. So we just, we didn't have anybody specifically in mind. 
And we were like, you know what? Let's shoot our shot. Let's see if we can find somebody on the internet, <laughs> which is, you know, crazy because you don't fucking know these people. Right. Uh, let's see if we can find somebody on the internet who has experience, who's, uh, you know, a great singer, a great front man. Um, and let's see where it goes. So, you know, we had like 200 something submissions, which was really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. And we narrowed it down to about, I think we narrowed it down to like eight. Um, and then had a bunch of our fans vote on who they thought would be the best fit for us. And that kind of gave us an idea of who the fans were leaning towards. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just cool. You know, we met the, the top like three people I ended up like meeting and hanging out with just to like see how it felt and how it went. Um, and then, yeah, Kyle just really, really stood out to us. Um, he was really down to earth. His voice is fucking great. He's a great singer and he rips on guitar too, which we needed somebody that could play guitar and sing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the pieces all just kind of fit together. Uh, so then we found found Kyle and, and it just it worked. You know, he's he's similar enough to Sam that he can still sing all the old stuff and it sounds right. Yeah. Um, but he's got a different enough of a voice that uh, you know the new stuff sounds different. So it's cool. yeah, I, I think the new stuff that, or at least the new song that you just put out. Uh, I guess that's the only thing I've really heard. It sounds great. He sounds awesome on it. And I'm really pumped to, to hear all the other stuff that you've been working on too. So, And I know there's a lot. So I guess yeah, this is kind of like a pivotal moment for you guys though, right? Because it's like your comeback. and Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not on Yeah, we're not on Rise anymore. So this we're just putting out on our own. Um, and, the, you know, the reaction's been great. Um, yeah, we've been watching our streams climb up every day. Uh, it's, you know, the, the, I didn't know what to expect, um, cause it's been so long since we put something out and it's been a year and a half since, you know, Sam quit. Um, wow, so I didn't like know it if anybody, longer. it's crazy, <laughs> dude, it does. Um, but I didn't know if anybody was going to care to be honest. Um, so it's well, been really I'm glad refreshing. It's going well, I think, yeah, it's I think been the really song's refreshing. a banger and, um, the song is called home. Um, yep. and you put it out, what a few, just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, we put it out on Friday, uh, two days ago. Sweet. Um, yeah, I think it's great. So everyone, go listen to it, and, and I'll I'll probably feature it on this podcast too. It will be it will be on here. And that and, and the new stuff that's still you're still working with Travis, right? Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, uh, so our manager just uh, he knows Travis's engineer Matt Malpass really well, um, and so just through all that we kind of ended up you know travis kind of ended up hearing the demo versions of our songs and was like hey you know i'd love i'd love to help out um and and you know help you guys out with producing and and get these songs sounding really nice um so we spent a few days in travis's studio recording drums i retracked a bunch of the guitars and bass and stuff and uh he made a ton of changes to, to the songs and you know obviously it all for the better um and he even tracked a couple parts, like in the bridge part of home, that's actually Travis playing. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I think that alone enough, is, that's, that's enough <laughs> for me. <Yeah. laughs> like to just say like, oh yeah, my band, uh, Travis Barker plays on one of the tracks. That's, that's enough. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty cool, man. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was like sitting there on the couch next to Travis while Scott was recording drums. And I'm just like, how did I end up here? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy, like the situations that you'll find yourself in, right? It, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, but I tracked the guitars with Tom DeLonge's guitar, and I tracked the bass with Mike Durant's bass from Green Day. That's crazy. So it's like I'm sitting here standing, holding two guitars that are like legends. Yeah. And I'm just like, how did this happen? What's that's so weird? cool, man. That's so cool. I mean, I guess that goes to show you, though, like you, you guys. Obviously, I always had faith in your band. I thought you guys were like the best New England band for quite a while. And then what I love about your story is that it truly was just someone hearing it and getting attached to it and wanting to help. You know, it wasn't really like, I mean, I, I appreciate those stories of bands grinding it out and like, you know, that that's like the ice nine story, right? It took so long for ice nine to, to, you know, establish themselves. But I love that your music was like you know that it was your music do you know what i mean like it just it entirely came from someone hearing you guys and wanting to be part of that which i think is really special Uh, yeah it was really it was really humbling too to you know to hear travis be like yeah i think these new songs are stronger than your old stuff um where you know 
I did a lot of the writing on the newer stuff. So to yeah. hear somebody like Travis Barker, you know, praise my songwriting. I'm right. Well, like, dude, I think like the stuff away. that you even <laughs> sent me before I thought was amazing. So you're definitely Thanks. killing it. So keep that up. Um, well, dude, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, more of Makeout stuff. Do you have plans for like future releases? Yeah, so we have a music video for Home that's coming out uh, in like a couple weeks. Um, just to kind of like, we figured put the song out, you know, get people remembering that Makeout's a thing, and then put a music video out to kind of help push that a little more. Um, we have a few other songs that are done, um, and yeah, we're gonna be releasing an EP eventually. Um, I'm not sure the timeline on that yet. We're going to put out a couple singles first. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of in the same boat. We can release music, but can't really do too much. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I also wanted to, um, I want to talk about your other project because this is one that I don't know as much about. Um, yeah, sure. And that's Vantavoid, right? So w- yep. tell me, I don't, I, I've only heard the one song that you guys put out. So, I don't really know where it came from or what the, you know, what, what's the goal with it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I met the singer Frank, um, through Twitter, funny enough. So, so he has like a pretty big YouTube channel and he, um, he reviewed makeout on his channel one day. So he like does these videos where he does like reactions to bands. Ah, that, gotcha. Like so, a bunch of our fans like tweeted at him like, "Hey, review makeout, review makeout." Uh, and so in one of his videos, he included us, and that's kind of how I ended up starting to talk to him. Um, and then one day last year, I think last spring, uh, this is after Sam quit. So at some point in 2019, I tweeted, "I was like, man, I have like a lot of pent up energy. Like, I just want to write some metal stuff." And then he DM'd me, and he's like, "Yo, if you write a song, like I'll stream over it." And oh, I was there like, you go. I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Um, and so I already had a song that was mostly done. I sent it to him. He's like, fuck yeah, dude, I love this. Like, let's do it. Let's record some stuff. So he went and recorded some vocals with a friend of his. Um, and we put the song out in July last year. Um, we just put it out under his name because we just thought it was going to be like a one-off thing. Got it, got it, um, okay. And then it ended up charting first. It was the number one slot on the iTunes metal chart. I know. That's what I saw. I was like, where the fuck did this thing come from? How do I not know about it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, It just charted number one, and we were like, holy shit. Like, all right, well, this is obviously going pretty well, so let's let's do some more stuff. We both had fun doing it. Um, Like I said, I used to play metal bands in high school and stuff. That's how I started playing, and it's been so long since I played anything like that that it was just really fun for me to just, like, just write stupid breakdowns and right. like that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I do. Um, I, I know more than, uh, more than, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can relate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, I've always listened to metal and, and, and stuff like that. So it was just really fun to like dive back into that sort of thing. And so when it hit number one, we were like, well, shit, you know, let's, let's keep this going. Um, so I ended up writing an EP of six songs uh, that we all tracked. I tracked everything. We tracked vocals um, together, and then I sent it to Drew Folk to mix and master. Yeah, I was just at Drew's um, yesterday. Nice. Yeah. So Drew mixed and mastered that for us, and uh, yeah, we got we have six songs that we're going to be putting out over the course of you know we're going to spread it out. We're going to put them out as singles. Um, that makes for sense. now just to, yeah just you know to keep the content going and. Um, we were supposed to shoot music videos for all the songs, but then it like three days before we were supposed to shoot music videos, quarantine started. Mm-hmm. So everything got canceled on us, which sucked. Yeah. Um, yep. So is so that like, kinda, is that kind of the plan right now is just to keep making content for it? And then yeah. are you going to play out with members or some stuff eventually, or is it really just kind of a studio thing for now? For now, I mean, for everybody, it's a studio thing well, right yeah. now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Um, we would consider doing some, some shows and we were kind of hoping our original timeline was we would put a couple songs out and then play some shows this summer. Just so I was like, uh, Hey, you know, like right. putting an EP out, here's what we're doing. Let's play a few shows. Um, and obviously, you know, coronavirus and all that. So, um, yeah, we would like to play shows someday. I think it would be fun. We'll just hire some musicians to play uh you know the bass and drums and whatever yeah yeah i would love to see it live and especially now that we're like neighbors um sure yeah. we can <laughs> so 
So that'd be fun, man. Well, look, I, I wanna, I, I thank you for like walking me through the history of everything. But I wanna, um, I do the same thing at the end of every episode. Um, I'm looking for any tour stories you have uh, that stick out. It can involve anyone you want. It can be about anyone, but like uncensored versions. You know, like give me something juicy. <laughs> um. Well, there was one time where I thought we were going to die. I like those. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, this, well, there's been a couple, actually. There's like a couple stories where I thought I was going to die. So there's, there's one here. I'll start with a short one. This is when we were trophy wives still. Um, there was a day that an ice storm hit North Carolina, and we were like driving to our next gig, and we were on some back road going 25 miles an hour. Uh, but like I said, it was an ice storm. So there was just a sheet of like half an inch of ice on everything. So we were just going really, really slow. We were like, probably, I think we were a few miles from where we were staying. We were staying with one of our members family in North Carolina and we were just going up this hill. And I remember my buddy, uh, is driving and he's like, all of a sudden he's just like, guys, hold on. And we're just like, what? And so we all just hold on and he just loses control of the van. We end up like spinning out in the, um, the trailer, um, like smacked into the back of the van and just made a spin and like we ended up almost going off the road and everything and he just like pulled off the side oh into God. a parking lot and we're just like is everybody good everybody good and like nothing bad happened we had like a dent in the bumper from the trailer jackknifing but other than that it was pretty good that's nuts um, that stuff it, what is was, so scary i know people that have just quit bands on the spot because of experiences like that yeah and then uh and then there was another time we were in cleveland so this is another time i thought we were gonna die um, and we were in Cleveland, we were with another band, we went to this place called Barrio, which is like a pretty famous like Mexican restaurant out there, um, and it was probably like 1am, we had parked the vans uh, in like a public parking area, uh, where you know, you can just like pay to park and leave your car, so we ended up walking back there, and we were just chilling in the parking lot, so we met some people like at the show that night that took us to Barrio, so it was like two bands, and like five other people uh -huh. um and so we go back to the parking lot and we had some beers in the trunk so we were just like chill we had nowhere to go so we were just chilling in the parking lot drinking some beers and stuff and this car comes flying into the parking lot and these two dudes just get out of the back there's one lady driving um and they get out of the back and they were you could tell they were just fucked up i don't know what they were fucked up on it was like meth or coke or something because they were just amped okay. and uh they come over to us and they just start being all sorts of sketchy and like uh, one of the girls that was with us noticed that one of them had a gun in his waistband. Oh my god! And yeah, dude. So, <laughs> and and she's like all like she runs like security at like the mall, so she's like licensed to carry and stuff, and has like a gun in the trunk of her car too. That she's like, oh shit, he has a gun, and she's like, and like the dude's like trying to like put his arm around her and stuff, and oh, like, no. yeah, it was just all sorts of sketchy, and they were, and then. So we were just like slowly trying to like back away. Yeah. We managed to get some of the girls we were with managed to get in their car and drive off. Um, but then like we all got in our vans and like one of the dudes, I remember sitting in the van, I was in the passenger seat and one of the dudes stood right in front of our van and like to keep us from what? moving. And, and the other dude is starting to bang on the driver's side window and he's like trying to get us to roll down the window so he can like still talk to us and stuff. And we're just like, fuck no. Like, this dude that was banging on the window is the guy with the gun and we're just like and they were like trying to race like they were trying to bait us into saying like racist things and stuff it was just bad vibes all around so they were just um, trying to cause some shit yeah i don't know yeah i don't know what was going on through their mind but they were all fucked up trying they were looking for trouble and you know we just did everything we could to just de-escalate de-escalate until we managed to get into the van but then they still wouldn't let us leave um and i don't even remember how we ended up getting out of there but like you know it's just that's at crazy. some point they moved and we were able to drive off but it was still like yeah we had an experience like that one time where this we were in a park parking lot of like a fast food place this was with venetia fair back in the day actually i think it was on the tour that we did with you guys but it was like you know we weren't with you or whatever and this dude came yeah. up to the car and thought we were his drug dealer and, oh jeez! And I was like, "Dude, what makes you think we're your drug dealer? We're in a 15 passenger van with eight people in a 
and a huge trailer attached to it. Like that's not very inconspicuous. And he was like, dude, I know yeah. you, I know you have it. Just give it like, just give it over. Like, come on. And I was like, what? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as scary as yours, but, um, wild. The people yeah. It was, you meet. it was just, Dude, it was the fact that he like stood. One of the dudes stood in front of the van, so we couldn't drive off, and the other guy was just banging on the driver. Yeah, that's fucked. We that's like, like yeah, yeah. We were just like, fuck this. We gotta get out of here. Were you at Walmart? <laughs> no, we were just at like a par- a public parking lot. Uh, I feel like that stuff happens at Walmart parking lots a lot. And, yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised. And the reason I say that is not because it's Walmart. It's just because every van goes to Walmart parking lots. Yep. Um, yeah, we've uh, been moking up, enough, moking up many times at Walmart parking lots. Funny enough, I still use a tip that you guys showed us back when we were on tour together where you can, like, switch out the Domino's app and just apply random coupons yeah. to yeah. different things. Dude, I remember that night you, we got, like, we got like shitload of pizza for, like, half the price. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, we managed to apply these random coupons to it. Does it still it. work? It, yeah, dude, some of that stuff still works. You're kidding me. I, no, I just try random coupons all the time. What was it? I think it was, like, thick. That five dollar medium pizza thing that they have, right? And, and yeah, for some and reason you you're only it. supposed to be able to add like two toppings, but we could we figured out a way to add like infinite toppings for still five bucks <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. Like you can find a coupon and still just do whatever the fuck you wanted to the pizza, and yeah. it would just like still only five bucks. Yeah, tour tricks. Did you ever? Did you guys ever do like the free Chipotle or anything? Uh, yeah, we've done that a couple times. Yeah. We actually got lucky. We got feed the beat um, from yeah. Taco Bell one, one That's tour. The best. That's the best. That was cool. They gave us like five hundred bucks for Taco Bell. Yeah. Did you? Do you still like Taco Bell? <laughs> Dude, I still have some of the gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I still probably have like fifty dollars Taco Bell gift cards sitting around. Yeah. I wonder how much Taco Bell uh, the average person on tour eats has eaten. Oh, well, the thing is, it's so cheap and like it has options for everybody. So if you're like vegetarian, stuff, you can make it work. And, I know. Um, I mean, I still eat it because I can make stuff vegan there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like it's something that just works for everybody. It's really cheap. And, yeah. yeah. It's quick. So. so I'm trying to think real quick before I let you go. Because we, we toured together at the end of the niche affair. Right? Yeah. Like, there was nothing really going on with us. We were kind of dying down. And I think we had just kind of lost a lot of our enthusiasm for it. So I kind of, I wish that we had toured together before then. But did we fuck with you guys at all? Because, like, um, that was our thing. Like, we used to love messing with bands that we were touring with. Not really. I mean. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sucks. <laughs> uh, man, I have a I have a story from that tour that I don't want to get into because it involves nudity and helicopters. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it was the last day we played. We played some random hall. I think it was in Michigan. Was it like in a school? Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It, it was it was in a school. It was on like the 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 border of Ohio and Pennsylvania. Michigan, or Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think it was Ohio. I think you're right. Um, and then, yeah, was that, that was the last night of tour. So I just remember we, like, me and all the guys in Trophy Wise, we had found, uh, like, a bathroom. And we were like, all right, we're going to drive home after this. So everybody, like, clean up, get ready for, like, a long-ass drive. Um, and so we were, you know, doing the baby wipe showers in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, you know, it just evolved into taking a slow-mo video of somebody doing a helicopter. <laughs> 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 which i don't know where that video ended up but wait was uh, that in your band yeah, yeah, yeah i'm like blown away that that wasn't chuck i mean i think i think it started because one of you guys like came around the corner and saw a bunch of us naked or something and then it just like devolved <laughs> um <laughs> did we do a tour photo yeah we did and yeah, Shark had his dick out. I knew it. I knew it. I, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I know. We should probably cut that out. We'll see. Um, yeah. All right, dude. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been uh, awesome talking to you, and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more. Yeah, uh, man, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And best of luck with both things. I feel like you're uh, my all of my feeds are just taking up by things that you're releasing now. So congrats. On that. Well, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're definitely turning into one of my more prolific friends on Instagram. <laughs>
<laughs> so. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, you know, planning on doing both for now. It's, it's been really fun because the metal thing is just me and Frank. So I just record all the music. He puts vocals over it and we yeah. call it a day, which That's has nice. been really cool. Um, and then obviously, you know, make outs often because uh, we have a lot of opportunity. And, you know, it's been really cool to see our fans really enjoy the new single and our new singer and our new lineup. So, yeah. um, you know, it's been really awesome. I, uh, I really appreciate all you guys sticking, yeah. sticking course, with man. us. Yeah, uh, and, and, and is there anywhere where people can check out your stuff? Do you want to shout out all that stuff? Yeah, um, I mean, if you want to follow either band, Makeout uh, is at Makeout Official on everything. Um, and then Bantavoid is uh, at Bantavoid Band on everything. So, And you can follow me on Makeout Tyler. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, dude. Let's talk soon. Stay safe. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right, dude. You I'll too. talk to you later, all right? All right. See you, Jeff. All right. See you. you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.